0: Hello, and welcome to episode 24 of the 50 Club Podcast. I'm Kenneth, and as always, I'm joined by Jack Bauer, but you might know him as Andrew. Hello. And today we're going to talk about Legacy. And the reason this is coming about is because, you know, I just want to say congratulations to all the championships and the major sports leagues that have had finals recently. And although we're not there quite yet, although, I mean, I know there are some events going on already, but the Olympics are going on. So, you know, I feel like now is a good time to talk about gold, or, you know, for other sports leagues that don't have gold trophies, whatever trophies they have. So, Andrew, I'll I'll kick it off with you first. When I said legacy, how do you define legacy?
1: Um, I had to take some time to think about this one. But for me, when people talk about legacy, the word that always comes to mind is the memories, right? And it's the memories Mm -hmm. of it's kind of the memories that they leave apart, they apart on you before you before they stop playing. And then Mm -hmm. once they stop playing, it's those little memories that you kind of carry on from year to year. And then obviously as your memory fades, you'll just remember certain things. And that's, I feel like is your legacy for a lot of people that's championships. That's like moments where, I don't know, players make a uh, buzzer beater or hit a like a certain home run, that kind of thing. So I think to me, legacy is like the memories that someone leaves with you that stick with you until even after they stop playing.
0: Yeah. And for context, we are definitely talking about sports and not, other definitions of legacy like you know like i think when when someone writes a will and leaves stuff to their <laughs> to their families i think that's also technically legacy like the yeah. legacy items so uh yes we're not talking about that but i think we're on the same wavelength where for me when i thought of the word legacy it really does come to those moments and i was gonna take it outside of well i mean they're technically athletes too but you know like the term wrestlemania moments for wrestlers you know, like, like they have that one moment or multiple moments on the biggest stage of their career. So and that's what you remember most about them, you know, years and decades later, when their name, their names are brought up, you think of those specific moments. And so I think that's transferable to the other sports as well, too, where, you know, whether it's fair or unfair, you kind of associate that with the biggest moments, even though some people might not get there. But yeah,
1: yeah. And sometimes those moments can like, They don't even have to be like great achievements and that sort of stuff. They're just moments that we will remember them for. And it's not always good either. It's not always good either. And like, I mean, a good one that I thought, I mean, I didn't think it was good at the time, but think about every time we start the WrestleMania stuff. Mm -hmm. It's always like, oh, Seth Rollins in the greatest heist of the century and that sort of stuff. Right. And they always replay the same clip. Where it's yeah. Roman Reigns and Black Rose are on the floor and the ref is in the center and then the music starts. He runs down that really long ramp at whatever stadium they're at. And I think they he were wins. in
0: the 49ers stadium that, that year. Was he? Okay. Just, I remember Levi. it was a really big one. Yeah. Pretty sure, it was Levi.
1: Yeah, and then he wins the championship and he comes around and he puts it above his head and he swings it like a weapon or yeah. whatever. Like, that happens every year and people always remember that. Whether or not it's like on purpose, because I mean, WWE keeps bringing it up, but like, that's part of his legacy at this point, right? Like people, even though they were not like lined up, people like he used to be called the architect and all that sort of stuff. And then they were like, oh, yeah, like he's the architect. So obviously he would plan something like this. And I'm like, well, he was only the architect when they were together. They weren't together at the time. So to me, it's like that legacy just kind of goes with him forever, right? Is that he's, ma- I don't want to say manipulative, uh, he's kind of manipulative or he's like very cunning and very planning because that's that's part of his legacy of be- is being that kind of guy.
0: Yeah, and I mean, I think that you brought up brought up that moment. I think it's the same thing where you know prior to those major games and finals, you always see like those those highlight reels, and they, it almost always is the same clips. And like I'm trying to think, what's the football equivalent of that? I mean, uh, I don't know why my my mind kept on going to David Tyree, but. <laughs> Yeah, you know, like that's there's a good a... one
1: like that moment yeah. lasts forever.
0: Exactly, like it was those kinds of moments where you know that becomes their legacy. And look, like, even even with something like that, David Tyree, you don't remember him for the for his. I don't even think he had a long career, but you don't remember nah. him for his career. You don't remember him nah. for his stats, but you do remember that one moment. And so, yeah. if that's his legacy, that's not, not not the worst one to have.
1: Like Malcolm Butler has the same thing, right? Like, oh, right, no matter right. how yeah. his career went after, whether or not you could argue he was good or not he has, he got the Patriots the Super Bowl against Seattle, right? Like, he he is the reason Tom Brady has another Super Bowl ring. And that always kind of goes with him. Like, even if you tie this to, like, baseball, clutch hitters of all time, like, a lot of people are going to say, like, David Ortiz, right? Because they have right. a lot of those homers that he hit. They had the Detroit series homer in, like, 2008, 2007, the 2004 stuff. Like, he'll always re- be remembered in that way, right? And you'll, you won't remember the, when he sucked or when he striked down, that sort of stuff, because those kind of fade. You just remember the moments when he... Kind of took them over the top, or he—I feel like he hit like a grand slam to tie the game or to win the game in the bottom of ninth or something like that. It's like sounds right up his alley, right? So I'd believe it. Yeah, and and obviously we're saying this in both the positive and the negative because like if you think of the negative, right? Um, I don't really have one off the top of my head, but Bill, Billy Buckner. Billy Buckner is a big one. Um, in football, people remember the. There's a name for it, but the Titans the butt versus bubble. the butt, <laughs> Yes, the butt fumble. That's a, that's actually a really good one. That that never left Mark Sanchez ever since that happened, right? Like that never just Unfortunately. Went away. no yeah. no one
0: remembers the fact that when he was a rookie, he took them to the what was it conference finals?
1: Yeah, he beat the Patriots twice. Like he, yeah. he actually like owned the team.
0: You all remember that oh. and the fact that and the fact that he was a good quarterback, especially coming out of the USC. You remember that what well, Thanksgiving game and that moment?
1: It, exactly, right? Like the Jets traded up to get Mark Sanchez, but no one remembers that sort of stuff because he fumbled because he hit his teammates but um like cam for example in the super bowl that whole fumble and never jumping on it that never left his business decisions like those never left right so and it also can flip on the negative way but um yeah so i think that's that's a big part of it too
0: so i think what we're that we kind of touched on it a little bit but let's talk about it a little bit more in depth how exactly are how how are legacies built and i mean it's kind of hard to say that you build them because we've been talking about specific moments but how would you say you can build a legacy
1: like i think in sports there's this there's like a tiered system right like everyone is in tiers. like sports is unique
0: yeah it's very emotional compared to
1: everyone it's very emotional but it's very like it's better to like rank everyone in a better way it it, because like you have stats right and you have like performance and you have wins right whereas like i don't know if you're if you're an engineer you can't really compare one engineer to another you can from experience you can but it's not as like
0: very odd practice but sure
1: yeah it's not very mathematical and it's not very like you can see production in a numeric form so to me i think like i think it's crazy because people already start off even before they get into the league they're already in different tiers and different legacies right like let's compare like Trevor Lawrence and like Mac Jones, they're they're both really good. They both have championships and sort of stuff. But Trevor Lawrence is already like ahead of Mac Jones, right? Like so in terms of legacy, they're already there. But I think in terms of building it over time, it's it's general performance and it's it's either general performance or having big moments at right. the beginning, right? It's sometimes you could almost argue that you build that when you're ahead of your curve, right? Is right. Like with some players, they always say like they get good the 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 great ones get really good or they go from good to great before you expect them to as in you're like oh yeah like when he's 25 he's gonna be like in the middle of his prime he's gonna be great but what if he's good at like 23 what if he's good at 22 you're just not ready for like russell wilson yeah was like way better than people expected right and he carried them to two championships and it was perfect for the seahawks because it was in that window when he was on his rookie contract so you well, can literally also, bolt.
0: I'm stop right there. Well, hold on. Also shout out to the Legion of Boom. Because, I mean, it was a two-way street.
1: <laughs> yeah, they were fantastic. I'm not going to say
0: Russell Wilson carried them. But, you know, it was, it was equal carrying. On, exactly, on sides of right? Ball. Like,
1: they did the Tom Brady thing. Which is, oh, the team's, the, the offense is surviving. And then the defense just carries, right? Stifling, yeah. Stifling, like absolutely ridiculous. Legion of Boom, I disliked them because I thought Richard Sherman talked too much. But, man, were they good. They were stupid good, but I, I think Bam Bam Cam. Oh my God, what, what a safety pairing of Earl Thomas and like Cam Chancellor, like my goodness. Um, but yeah, I, I think to build a legacy, you just have to do the like basic performance, show up in certain games. And, but I think before we get it, like we'll get into it after you, you tell me what you think is, but at some point that all does plateau in terms of building your legacy.
0: Yeah, and I think I there's think also a difference too, where, you know, with individual sports like tennis and golf, your your legacy is defined by yourself, you know, like those things like championships and all those wins, they are kind of just predicated on yourself. Whereas with team sports, like I mentioned, sometimes the best players don't even make it to the finals, or maybe they only make it to the finals, not as many times as, you know, other players do. And that's doing no fault of, of their own. You know, it's just bad timing. It's just a construction of a team around them that they had no part of, or I mean, like, you know, I'd like to leave them, they them no part of. But in terms of building a legacy, I guess for me, the question is how much of that is active on their part? Cause like you exactly. mentioned, they're just, act- they're, they're doing what they want to do. Like they're playing because they want to play or, you know, I mean, I'd like to assume it's because of the love of the sport, <laughs> you know, I still have an, like a naive mindset that way, but you know, sometimes I just wanted to also bring up that distinction between like individual and team sports.
1: Yeah, I think that's a really good distinction because in individual sports, you control so much, right? You can control what you do and you, you only have one person across from you. And I think right. what you brought up a really good point with team sports and a part that I think, I don't I think sometimes bugs me is a lot of it is actually narrative based. So it's oh, yeah. kind of tough because you don't control the narrative, right? Like as much as we want to be controlled and especially sports people want to be in control of the narrative, you can't control how another person reacts to something, right? Especially now that we're so divisive on everything. Like even the smallest like sentence that's off, yeah. People, will, it'll change everything, right? And I think that's kind of dumb because I think legacy should be on like if you want to like talk about that person, then legacy should be you should be able to divide them up, right? So you should say this person's legacy as an athlete in the vacuum. Yeah, like legacy as an athlete, just that yes. vacuum. Legacy as a human being, as a vacuum. Legacy as a father, vacuum or mother in this in both situations. Um. So I think that's a, that's a a thing that I wish they did more of. And then I think another thing is I something that you said that's really important is regardless of team sport or individual sport, your legacy is what you make of it, right? Yep. And I really dislike in sports, especially during free agency, is when the media like rips into someone for taking money. And I'm like, and then they ask them, don't you want to win? Maybe that's not their metric of success, right? Like maybe their metric of success is to make sure their mom never has to work again. Right. And Financial sometimes security. taking the pay cut gets you the chip will get you closer to the championship, but doesn't help you feed your family. I- obviously like we're definitely talking like first world problems here in terms of the amount of money that athletes <laughs> absolutely.
0: Make.
1: Absolutely. Right. We're not going to deny that, but people will all of a sudden make it a big deal that someone decided to take, I don't know, 3 million extra to play for their hometown team or to play for like a bad franchise. But they get a five-year deal instead of a three-year deal or anything like that sort of stuff. And the thing with sports too, there's a lot of risk, and like oh, yeah. we just never talk about, right? Like you thought, driving to work, or, yeah, me driving to work, or you driving to work, right? We have a higher guaranteed chance that our career will continue compared to these athletes, especially in football, right? You could step on that field and never play football ever again. Yeah. So to me, it's just always funny when people bring up these legacy conversations. Where they're just like, oh, this guy's not a winner because they like took something else. It's like, no. What if their metric is just different? What if they just decided that winning is not their top tier and their top legacy that they want?
0: Yeah, let's circle back for, at least for a little bit to something that you mentioned earlier. I think the idea of legacies, especially you know when talked about in, I was gonna say like sports media and then even social media. The problem is it becomes a comparison game, and if you're if you are doing that, then people's legacies are gonna be overstated, understated, they're going to be undervalued. A lot of it's going to be this or that because of, oh, compared to this person, this, like in in comparison to player A, player B is is a bum. Player B is, player B is trash. I hate that. So I think in terms of looking at legacies, I mean, it does provide some context to give, to see how the league around them was, but then once we start doing like intergenerational comparisons and whatnot, I, I've i learned to tune those out.
1: I just don't do those anymore because I just think the world is so different, right? Like, can you imagine trying to compare a player in the 80s to a player now? Like, Maybe the, concept, the 90s, honestly. Yeah, even the 90s, right? The concept of the internet wasn't a thing. The concept of social media wasn't a thing. Medicine was in a different place. The world was in a different place. Like, everything is so different when you're trying to compare these two and, and like, try to, like, level them. It just doesn't work for me. And I think now now that we're moving on to, like... That Now that we've just kind of talked about how you start and build your legacy, mm-hmm. what I was going to say earlier was you get stuck at some point, everything we've said, right? The individual achievements, showing up in moments, that sort of stuff, that all plateaus, unfortunately, mm-hmm. because at some point it's like, oh yeah, he's already done that. We don't need him to do that anymore. Like we've seen him do that a couple of times. What does he have to prove? Right. So in sports, it has this un- unfortunate, I don't know you call it conundrum, but you can only... Once you plateau, the only way you can improve your legacy or decrease it, I guess, is to win championships, which then creates a value on a championship that is overweighted compared to everything else. Right. And I think that's something that a lot of players have experienced is when people start thinking about like history and like greatest players of all time and that sort of stuff. You lose, you lose the memories of the ones that didn't win the championship. But like you said earlier, that doesn't really, that's not really something that they can control. They can only control so much in the sport.
0: Yeah. Although now that I think about it, I, I think in, in basketball, you know, sometimes the ones with the most rings also get overlooked. But that just might be a generational thing. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you're definitely spot on with the idea that I think championships are. I don't want to say unfairly because there is some merit but not that as much as people are giving it because ultimately if you're judging off team success then yes definitely use championships as, as a metric but if you're going off individual stats and looking at individuals and their careers and their legacies i just think it's unfair to say hey look at this person they didn't have a championship because the rest of their team sucked. I, I, mean, and look, I, I think I, I got to this example before, but like Connor McDavid, at least right now, and who, who knows, maybe the Oilers turned it around the, in his in his career. But when you think of him, I think he's almost kind of the exception right now, and not the rule. Where when you when he, hockey people and fans talk about him, you know that he's good. You know that he's skilled. He, he's like to your point, he's accumulating those individual trophies and achievements and this and that. But how how are people in the future going to look at it where, you know, if he ends his career with no Stanley cups, does that hurt his argument against like someone like Wayne Gretzky, who, who has done, who did get those titles. Exactly. So again, like this is ex- more exception than the rule, but I think it's just unfair to use trophies as a metric, at least for individual success, because a lot of factors have gotten into that. And we talked about this before, whether it's injuries, whether it's a team getting hot at the right time, you know, all of those factors how are you really confident in using that as a as proof quote-unquote proof for someone's legacy
1: yeah and i think something that's weird is we always talk about player legacy but we never talk about like team legacy right and right. That, that kind of ties in what you're saying in terms of in especially in team sports right like team wins a championship like for me what i was thinking about when you were talking was there was a period of time well i mean it's still true now because tom brady has more championships than, than everyone but there's a period of time when brady had three and peyton had zero yeah. and people were like, oh, Peyton is just not great. What? Yeah, He's like it's a first ballot Hall thing. of Famer, like top five quarterback of all time. But you're going to yeah. say that he's not great because he doesn't have a championship. And those teams, those Colts teams, you could ask, like, I don't know, Mike Vanderjack, if he could have helped them win the championship, made a kick or two, right? Or their defense, you know, couldn't have been like a sieve and just like let people yeah. score. Yeah. So, but are those Peyton Manning's faults?
0: No. Absolutely not. So,
1: like, but people at the time, people held that against him because we were watching, and and it it sucks because there's certain eras, right? Like, you just unfortunately were put in the wrong era. Like, for example, Peyton and Brady, right? Peyton just happened to be in the league at the same time Brady just came in and, like, demolished a bunch (laughs) of people, right? Or another one's a good example is, how much do we really remember of the people that played Michael Jordan? Uh, not a lot, right? Because Jordan just dominated for You remember entire bits and pieces. <laughs>
0: you remember yeah, the Bad bits Boy and pieces, Pistons. Like, you remember. Yeah.
1: People remember those teams because they won, right? Yeah. But like, if, you take out the, if you take out the decade of the 90s, right, it's a lot of Jordan. It's Elijah won in the Rockets for two years because Jordan was not in the league, right? But now we remember yeah. Elijah won because of those years. And then we had the Bad Boy Pistons at the end. But that was also because bad boy Pistons, like, pissed off Jordan the most, right? So, even then, you're still tied to the guy that, like, essentially, like, umbrellaed the league at the period of time. It doesn't mean that the league didn't have good players. Like, Stockton was great, Malone was great, Barkley was great. But we, at the end of the day, we just don't think about them because they just have to live in Jordan's shadow. Which is a really big shadow, don't get me wrong. Like, it's a really, really big shadow. But... That shouldn't, the problem is that shouldn't affect the legacies of John Stockton, Carl Malone, Steve Nash is another good one, Alan Iverson's another good one, um and Charles Barkley, right? Just because they were, they just ran into the bus saws at the wrong time. You were born at it, the wrong yeah. time.
0: It shouldn't affect their legacies, but unfortunately, at least in public discourse, it seems to impact them a lot. Yeah. You know, because when you th- talk about like, the greatest at, at position or position wise or just overall, you don't hear them as much or, you know, it, takes a while before their names are brought up because you know no rings and you know that kind of argument
1: yeah it's tough um and i agree with you like a lot of this is just for public consumption to be honest because i don't think like i think barbershops and that sort of stuff where like players will sit down and start stuff they know who was good they know who was real who was good right like they played against them and there there are definitely players that i will not mention media doesn't give them a lot of attention but they get from their peers, they get all the attention. Like, Absolutely. All their peers know who the good ones are. And at the end of the day, for some players that actually, or I would argue for most players, that's what actually matters. So in terms of the legacy conversation, I think a lot of it is public discourse. But if there's anything you want to add on before we move to put it in park, feel but free. You mentioned,
0: you mentioned it earlier, but in terms of how times have changed and whatnot, and it's not, or you mentioned how, especially like social media, how that's, only increased to the number of these types of conversations, and you know all the flaws that come with those conversations. It's not like these weren't happening before, and like I mentioned, like barber shops like you can't even just going like bars. And I don't know, I was in the live earlier than the mid '90s, <laughs> but I'm just, like those those conversations were definitely happening. It's just gotten amplified now, and unfortunately, with it being amplified, it's also kind of I don't know. It's we mentioned earlier how players don't have as much control of the narrative after outside of themselves and amplifying those types of conversations is only taking it further outside of their control.
1: Exactly. You're what what I think to tie on to what you said, what I think we've added with social media is another vacuum, right? We've added another vacuum where someone is a, is an internet or international is a like internet personality. Right. So that is another vacuum they have to be perceived in. So there's, there's that vacuum. There's the athletic vacuum of their performance on the court or on the field. Then there's the. Humanitarian stuff in terms of them being a part of the community. Then there's them being a human being and them being a family person. There's a lot more vacuums now than there used to be in the past.
0: Yep, all those different buckets. All right. So anyway, uh, so if we're put in park, I mean, we've gotten a little philosophical before. <laughs> so given this this uh, episode's topic and subject material, what do you think your legacy is or is going to be? Oh, my uh, goodness. I, I thought you were going to go. <laughs> Where did you think I was going to go?
1: I thought you were going to say something about, like, uh, like moments we remember in, like, championships yeah. and stuff. I mean, I can get into it. Nah, nah, we're good. Uh, huh. You go first, though, because I have to think about this.
0: I was going to say, I'll, I'll give you time to think, because this is actually something I've thought about recently, just because, I don't know, I have a love-hate, but, I don't know, it's just almost embarrassing ambiguity about the word legacy? Because the, the answer is, I don't know. Because for me, like we mentioned earlier, there's so much that's out of our control. So I mean, I'm not sure exactly what my legacy would be. I mean, I have an idea of what the different facets of it could be. Because for me, I like I'm gonna start at the end, like, I kind of think, at least personally, my legacy ends when when I'm when I end. Yeah, like, I mean, that's not to say that there won't be traces that are you know the people that i've connected with and you know the <laughs> it sounds so sappy the, the lives i've touched <laughs> but, like i'm not saying that there won't be any of that but i also don't know i can't really pinpoint the exact moments or whatnot that would be tied to my legacy and i mean i mentioned it on one of the posts i did for instagram once where I kind of referred to myself as a human hockey assist, and you know, mm-hmm. to add on to that, like, or to extend that metaphor by adding another metaphor, like, I kind of think of myself as a springboard, or like, mm-hmm. you know, if you're if you're playing like Mario or something, I'm, I'm Yoshi. You know, I I pop out of an egg, and then you use me, and then you drop me over a pit because you want to get somewhere higher. Uh, but I don't know. I, I think that's my legacy, where it's not technically about me. Or, you know, like it's about a lot of things that are outside of me. And so you know, like, or I don't know. If part of this this is where I, su- I said I said it was gonna get philosophical. Like if part of the human condition is suffering and pain, uh, I'd like to think that's my legacy. <laughs> <laughs> where, you know, like there are just some decisions that I make that, you know, whether it's a day later, whether it's in that moment, whether it's one year later, 10 years later, whatever, somehow always find it, finds its way to bite me, but honestly, I accept that because if I'm the one taking the bite, then that means whoever else is around me isn't, or at least I would, I would hope it isn't. So that's why I, I said, you know, maybe I'm that springboard, you know, I just hope that I can be that person who, you know, whatever interactions, however long or short, that their lives are better after me and i'm not saying like after i'm dead but like just whenever that that interaction Your stops. don't cross anymore yeah like whenever whenever those paths don't cross anymore they're better off than before and you know yeah. like as for me i don't care as much so you know like that's why i don't think too much about my own legacy it's just i kind of just have to do what i can do while i'm here and then because once i'm gone i don't care what the discussion is about me i won't be <laughs> to hear be so yeah it, i it, think that give you enough time to think
1: yeah yeah, that was was plenty of time um i also fist pumped when you said you don't know because that gives me a perfect cop-out answer um but i I think that that's that's very truthful in what you're saying and when i was thinking about it for me um it's funny i'm not really the person you should ask this question to right you based on what you and i both think these should you you should ask this question to the people that we spend our time with right like those are the people that will determine what the legacy is and yeah, you could ask me like, what do I want my legacy to be? And like, I remember, I don't know if you were U- at UC, you you were probably at UCI at this time. um Where's the the center that people all meet up? It's where like the the panda was and all that sort of stuff. um Student center. Yeah, the student center. Thank you. I forgot, I, I don't know what the name is. Like where the Starbucks was and all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. um There was a day when I think this is where it was. Obviously, I'm a lot older, so I don't remember a lot of this. Um, I'm actually not that much older. I'm only like two to three I'll years. i a year old. Anyways, right. um, there was this wall up, right? It was like a chalkboard wall, and the question was, I think the question was, at the end of the day, what do you want to be like remembered for, or like, like what do you want? Essentially, the question is, what do you want your legacy to be at the end of the day, right? Like right. when you're when you're done. And at the time, what I wrote was, I wanted to, I just want to matter, right? And like my friend was like, wow, that's a very like depressing way to look at it, and. I didn't think so because what I meant, right, when I said matter is whether it's positive or negative at the end of it, because you're either going to like me or not, right? right. I, I don't really care. Well, I mean, I do care, but I'm not going to tell you that I care. Um, But at the end of the day, when I said that I just want to matter as my legacy, it's I just want to, like you said, right, I would just want to be able to make some sort of impact right. to you regardless of what it was. And I think for me, like listening to what you said about like good or bad, some of the impacts may be like you maybe seem bad, but they turn out well, right? Like, for example, maybe you just remember as me as being like a really big hard ass or like challenging you really hard. And then from there, that caused you to like work really hard. And even though you have this resentment towards me, and that is what is your motivating factor, I don't really care. As long as you end up in wherever you want to be at the end of the day. So for me, it it, I mean, a lot of it is what you said, right? It's it's wanting to matter. And whatever that definition is, is whatever you want it to be, right? Like. Yeah. Another thing I was thinking about when you said it is uh, is like the movie Coco, for example. Mm. People are getting forgotten because you didn't do enough moments in your life for you to matter. Right. But for them, the longer you, the, the ghosts or whatever, they live longer because you did things that mattered to them. Right. And I think that's what's important to me and something that I think about is being able to do things that just matter. Um, that's important. So in terms of what I think about my legacy and that sort of stuff we're obviously both very young and still trying to write those right now. Um, Despite like us feeling that like, Oh God, I'm writing my legacy right now. It's like, nah, not really. You still have a lot of time. Like I've, I've had the conversation with my mom multiple times where I've like freaked out about something. She's like, you're so young. (laughs) You you still, you don't, you don't even grasp how much life you have ahead of you. And I'm like, that's fair. If you do math, that's very fair. Right. So, but yeah, I, I think at the end of the day for me, my legacy will come down to the people that I've met. And they will tell you what my legacy was, right? Whether it be good or bad. Because I think with COVID and with everything that's happened this past year, I've just decided that the thing that's important to me, and regardless of this legacy conversation, but it does tie into it at the same time, is at the end of the day, as long as I do whatever I do without any regrets, I'm peachy. Like, whatever that regret is, right? Like, wishing that I had asked this or wishing that I had done this or spent time doing this, like, I those kind of don't matter anymore. And it's just trying to live as many moments without regrets. And the legacies will come out of that what they come out of that. Um, Because we can't control those at the end of the day, right? Like you and I have literally just spent a podcast talking about how all of this is just public discourse. And if this is all public discourse and I can't control how other people think, I can influence how they think by doing good things and being a good human being and that sort of stuff. But what if I do a good thing and they hate that good thing, right? It doesn't make it not a good thing because I, I deemed it to be a good thing. So to me at the end of the day it's living without the regret and you just live with whatever happened after that right like not all of us get to draw the cool the 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 best straw in the pot what is whatever the analogy is i am trying it's to put the analogy before the, the analogy is always uh i got the short end of the stick or i drew okay. the short straw i was trying to say the opposite of that so i was like not all of us get to draw the longer straw and get to have these like beautiful lives and like be super talented and that sort of stuff so it's how do you manage with and, and this is not what I think now. It's how do you manage with the medium sized straw, right? Where you're a majority of those straws are all medium sized. It's how do you manage with that, right? How do you make the best of that? And that's just what's important to me at this point.
0: Yeah. Something that like that, uh, set off an alert in me was when you were talking about the what ifs. And uh, that's, a, that's a dangerous game to think, or at least personally, that's a dangerous game to play. And in, yeah. in terms of, I think that's why I kind of stray away from thinking of my own legacy because then it becomes those what if this happened what if I did this? What if I did this? And I don't know, I think that's why I kind of stray away from thinking of my own legacy, because like you mentioned, whatever, whatever straw you do pick or whatever hand you are dealt, you kind of just have to make do with what you do have. And kind of, I don't want to say not think of the consequences because you always have to be aware of that. Like you don't want to just go out here and do nothing just because you feel like it, but you know, you just have to work with what you do have.
1: Yeah. And like to close it out, um, for me, I, I mean, I'm not going to lie and say like, oh, I've never thought about what if. I think about it all the time. I oh,
0: absolutely Same here. frequently
1: think about it. I wake up thinking about it. I go to bed thinking about it sometimes. And maybe it's not every day, but it's every other day or every week or something like that. It right? happens. It, there's triggers, everything. We were, we're so oversaturated that there's like a trigger everywhere at this point. But I mean, th- this is how I cope, I guess, is I've always enjoyed the work. I've always enjoyed the grind of what I do, um, especially now that I've been able to transition my career into something that I do enjoy. And I'm just going to do the work. And whatever legacy comes out of that will come out of it, right? Like to me, it's I like, I, I'll, I I try not to think about what is variable in my life. Sometimes I just try to think about what's constant and not to make it sound like a bad thing, but like work is constant. Like I always have something to do. I always have some work. I could always be learning. I could always be improving. Right. So those are the things I'm going to invest my time into. And then whatever comes out of that, the resultant, who cares? Um, like, it's really cheesy, but a lot of people say it's about the journey and not the destination. And, like, I can see how you get dragged into believing it's about the destination because how yeah. – how it's hard to not see, like, championships and that sort of stuff and seeing people hold that trophy and be like, I want to be there, right? But you don't see all the stuff that they spent – and, I mean, Kobe always talked about this, right? You don't see the hours they, they spend at the gym. You don't see the yeah. times they woke up really early and that sort of stuff. And so to me – and, yeah, I think about the end all the time. Like, cool to think about it. But for me, <laughs> it's trying to push myself and motivate myself to only think about – The present the moments and then what can i do and where can i continue to improve and then everything that comes out after that not my control right like that's it right like that's that's what it is for me at the end of the day but everyone thank you for listening to this edition of the 50 foot podcast um if there are ever any topics that you would like us to discuss feel free to reach out to us on instagram at Fifty Four podcast where you can put a request in our highlights
0: and you can find me on instagram at Kenneth underscore if you want to talk philosophy or life i guess <laughs> after this
1: and don't forget to subscribe and review us on apple podcast spotify or where you ever get your wherever you get your podcast and we will talk to you next week